I'm so thankful for the sweet hour of prayer. That's what I want to begin with tonight. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known in seasons of distress and grief my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return sweet hour of prayer i love that bids me at my father's throne sweet hour of prayer sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my father's throne make all my wants and wishes known in seasons of distress and grief my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return sweet hour of prayer i'm so thankful we can make our wants and our wishes known and also we have the wonderful ability to find relief and that's what that's what prayer does for us we are able to bid our father's throne and we find relief because because god is good Anytime we go to him, we never have to wonder if he'll take care of us or if he'll uh, lead us in the right way. Uh, he will always guide us and help us and give us grace and give us strength. But we neglect that if we don't go to him in prayer. And this, this next song reminds us that God is good. We have a good father, and he loves us, and we can go to him. And I pray tonight, you know, the, the distresses of the world and the confusion in this world i pray that we will take time to go to the lord in prayer to go to our good good father oh i've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like oh i've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night and you let tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone you're a good good father to you are to you are to you are and I'm loved by you it's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. Oh, I've seen many. 
and he's searching for answers far and wide but i've known we're all searching for answers only you provide cause you know just what we need before we say a word you're a good good father it's who you are to you are to you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am to i am to i am cause you're perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways to us oh this love so undeniable i i can hardly speak peace so unexplainable I, I can hardly think as you call me deeper still as you call me deeper still as you call me deeper still into love love you're a good good father to you are to you are to you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am to i am to i am Well, I'm so thankful that we have that sweet hour of prayer. And we're turning to a good, good Father every time. Every time we, we call on Him, He's there. And, you know, I, I don't know about you. I'm sure, I'm sure you're the same as, as me. When I call on Him, it's always a blessing. And I may not, you know, get what I want as far as understanding certain situations or uh, God may not grant what I'm asking. But when I turn to him, I'm so thankful that, you know, that he hears. And not only does he hear, he gives perspective every time. Now, again, he may not grant what I'm asking. And we're going to talk about this uh, here tonight about when God doesn't seem to answer prayer. You know, why is that? We're going to, you know, we're going to discover that together tonight when God doesn't seem to answer prayer. But one thing we do always receive when we go to him in prayer is perspective. And we neglect that perspective if we don't call on him in prayer. And he will always give us sufficient grace and perfect strength. And we'll see this tonight. And so um, I want us to begin tonight. I want to share with you Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And again, we're going to seek to answer, 
You know, why is it that God doesn't seem to answer prayer? We've all experienced that. Does God not hear? Is God uninterested? Does God not care? Is God, you know, is he busy doing other things? Why is it that it seems that God doesn't seem to answer prayer? As believers, we've all had times when our prayers seem to not be answered. The Bible encourages us to pray and give our request to God. And that's what Philippians 4, 6 and 7 reminds us about. Listen to this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Everything. With thanksgiving, we let our request, and that's plural, meaning all our requests. There's no request that we can't give to God. We give our requests. We make our requests known to God. And then here's what verse 7 says when we do that. When we pray, we give our requests to God. And by the way, we do that. Instead of being anxious, we pray. And when we do that, we let our requests be made known to God with thanksgiving. Verse 7 reminds us that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and also our minds through Christ Jesus. So you see, when, when we pray, we, we are trading our anxieties and our fears and our worries with perspective. What perspective? The peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds. And I don't know about you, but there's times that, that I'll begin to let my imagination think up and dream up stuff that's not even real. You know, things that hadn't happened yet. And, and, and a lot of times we assume the worst when we do that. Our imaginations just go wild. We assume the worst. And what we need is perspective. How do we get that perspective? By prayer. And the Bible tells us to pray. The Apostle Paul wrote in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 that not only should we pray, but we should pray without ceasing. And it's interesting, again, when Paul mentions that in 1 Thessalonians, he mentions thanksgiving too. You know, that's the perspective. How, do, how are we grateful and thankful? Prayer. We get in tune with God. We pour our hearts out to God. And there's nothing else that can do that for us but prayer. There's no substitutes for prayer. So Paul says that we're to pray without ceasing. Always in an attitude of prayer. So when I have an anxious thought that comes to mind, I need to pray and give it over to God. If, if I have a, a circumstance that's overwhelming me and I'm dwelling on that all the time, I need to give it to God. Let my request be made known to God. And Paul says pray without ceasing. Always in an attitude of prayer. So the question is, why would God's Word tell us as believers to pray if there would be times that God would not answer? <laughs> well, God always answers. And then we think about our ultimate example. Not the Apostle Paul, although he's a great example. Not the Apostle Peter, although a great example. Our ultimate example is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he would often get away from the crowds and from the hustle and bustle of the world, the noise and clamor of the world, the busyness of the world, especially when he was you know, uh, in his earthly ministry and, and crowds were pressing and following. And, and oftentimes he would get away to pray to the Father, which tells us if our Lord and Savior needed to do that, and he's God, what does it say about us? We need to get away. We need to pray. And there's no doubt that there's going to be dry times spiritually. Why do we have those dry times? Well, it could be God is testing us. But those dry times could be those times when God wants us to continue to pray and continue to ask. Don't give up. Keep praying. And it could seem as if during those times that God's not answering. So what does God's Word say about those times? So let's discover together why it seems that God doesn't 
answer our prayers. And so to begin, I want us to look at Psalm 66, uh, verses 18 and 19. Now, uh, Psalms 66 is a, uh, is a praise to God for his awesome works. You know, the psalmist is just praising God, obviously with God's awesome works in mind and God's awesome power in mind. And we need to do that often. We need to think of the awesome works of God, how God is faithful and, 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 and how God just spoke this universe into existence. And I can know that God. You and I know that God in a personal way real way how awesome is God how he's changing us and how he's faithful and how he's true and we just stand in awe of God and the psalmist is just singing his praise about the awesome power of God and I think it's a great thing for us often to think about how awesome our God is you know we see a beautiful sunset we see a rainbow in the sky or or not only nature but in our own life when we pray and then God is faithful and proves himself over and over again. Oh, the wonderful works of God. Little wonder the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is good. And we need to stand in awe of God. And when we focus on God's great uh, greatness and his power, it does our hearts good. Because it reminds me of how great, that's perspective. That's the perspective I need is how great God is. And also in verses 10 through 12 of, of uh, Psalms 66, it reminds us that God tests us and God refines us. He doesn't just test us, but He refines us. A lot of times that refining process is where you, know, you melt down the pure, um, precious metal and, and then you skim off the top any impurities. That's that refining process where you know, we're put through the fire, but God is refining us, getting the imperfections out. God refines us, and the psalmist talks about that as he's praising God for His awesome works. The psalmist talks about how God will bring us through the fire and he will test us and he will refine us. And we need to remember God is good when he does that. We may not understand the testing and when God seems distant, but God is always good. He has our best interest at heart. And so as the psalmist is praising God, I'm wanting to get to verses 18 and 19 here in, in Psalm 66. And... As we're praising God, thinking about how the Lord refines us and how God is faithful, uh, we find this verse of Scripture in verse 18 where the psalmist says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Let's read that again. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Now this might surprise us. You know, we might think, God won't hear me. I didn't think that there were times that God wouldn't hear my prayer. But if I regard iniquity or sin in my heart, if I've got unconfessed sin in my heart, it will definitely affect my prayer life. So I want us to see, first of all, here in this Psalm 66 uh, passage, verses 18 and 19, that our sin affects our prayer life. I mean, it may be that, you know, our prayer isn't being answered because we first need to have a time of confession and repentance. Why do we do it? Because God hates sin. And we need to deal with our sin. God doesn't wink at sin. God hates it. He nailed His Son to the cross. He paid the price for our sin. And if we willingly are in the habit of giving in to sin, and we've, we've got things in our hearts that doesn't honor God, we need to confess and get that right with God. And the psalmist, as the psalmist is praising God for His awesome works, and as he's praising God that God tests us and refines us, God is faithful 
And as the psalmist is doing that, he's reminded that if I regard iniquity in my heart, if I have sin in my heart, that God will not hear. That will definitely affect my prayer life. And, and it's likely, you know, that... Um, look at verse 19. Notice this. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord won't hear. But look, certainly God has heard me, the psalmist says. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. So as, as the psalmist had that thought, the Holy Spirit gave him the assurance that God was hearing him. Why? Because he was close to God. You see, when we get saved, we can't lose our salvation, but what we can lose is our closeness to God. That's, that's fellowship. Do you have a close fellowship with God right now? Think about it. Can you remember a time when you were closer to God than you are right now? When's the last time that you prayed? When's the last time that you just had a time of confession and just said, Lord, I'm guilty. God, forgive me. And I think about, you know, uh, David said, Search me, O God. See if there be any wicked way within me. Search me. Lord, that's part of that refining process. It may be that the psalmist came through this, this time of testing and this time of refining because as he was praying, there were things that he was getting right with God. And so now he has the assurance because of, of that time of confession that the Lord has heard him and that God has attended to the voice of prayer. You know, it's kind of like um, when I'm driving down the road. If I, if I come upon a, uh, a state trooper or um, a city policeman, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, then I don't have any fear. <laughs> but if I'm doing 60 and a 35 and I see that, I'm, I'm going to have fear. And if I disobey God, there's going to be fear that's there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, need to confess and get that right with God and, and go back to, to the, the times in my life when I didn't honor God. Have that time of confession. And when I do that, then God will forgive. And the psalmist says, you know, that, that certainly God has heard me because he had had that time of confession. He understood that, that it, regarding iniquity and sin in our hearts affects our prayer life. And when we do that, um, it could be that maybe God doesn't hear because of that sin in our life. So I want us to think, first of all, it might be that God's not seeming to answer because I need to get right with God. There are things in my life that, that I need to confess and get right with Him. And you know, life is so much better when we're close to God instead of allowing sin and disobedience to affect our walk with God and we get distant from God. God is holy. He hates sin. We've got to confess that and get it right with Him. It's almost like in our relationships with our friends. If somebody you know, does something against us, they lie to us, um, they let us down, they intentionally uh, do something that hurts us, listen, that's going to affect our friendships. And so what needs to happen is we need to deal with that. And in the same way with our walk with God, if there are things in our life that, that doesn't honor God, we need to deal with that or it will affect our prayer life. It will affect our closeness with God. Maybe the only thing keeping us from an effective prayer life is getting things right with God. You know, and I, I think about how this psalm here in Psalm 66, the psalmist is praising God for his great works. He's praising God as he is, is reminded about how God tests and how God refines. And, and then he, he's reminded about how sin will uh, cause God not to hear our prayer. But then the psalmist had that assurance that God did hear his prayer. Do we have that assurance that, you know, that we are close to God? We have a close walk with God. And the only thing that could be keeping us from an effective prayer life is, is getting things right with God. Confessing 
agreeing with God and then repenting or turning away from that, resolving that I don't want to stay that way. Yeah, I'm guilty of this. God have mercy. God forgive me. I agree with you that it's not right. God forgive me. And then resolve. I make up my mind. And that's what repentance is. We make up our mind that we're going to turn away from that and turn to God's way. And I promise you, life will be so much better when we do that. And we'll have a better prayer life when we do that. So first of all, in Psalm 66, you know, the, the reason that maybe it might seem that God's not answering our prayers, we just might need to have a good old time of confession, you know, with the Lord and, and ask forgiveness for things that, that doesn't honor God because the psalmist tells us plainly that if we regard iniquity or sin in our heart, that God's not going to hear. But secondly, I want us to see that sometimes it's God's will to not answer our prayer the way that we're asking. It's just not God's will to grant our request. That might be the case as well. And in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul tells of an experience when he was called up to paradise. He talks about how it's the third heaven, the abode of God. And he saw things that he couldn't even put into words. I just want you to know that, I mean, when, when Paul, when he was experiencing that, he said that he couldn't utter it. He couldn't put it in words I thank God for heaven. It's going to be beyond our wildest imagination. We can't comprehend how glorious heaven is, how wonderful heaven must be. And then Paul, as he's sharing that story, he, had the, he was called up to the third heaven, I think, maybe back when he was stoned to death. I believe, I believe he died. And I believe he was there in the presence of God. But it, God wasn't done with him yet. And, and so, uh, but while he was there, he saw these things. He saw... These things in paradise. And to stay humble, if you know the passage in 2 Corinthians 12, Paul told this experience in the third person. He says, I knew a man. Whether in the body, out of the body, I cannot tell. And he's telling it in the third person so that he would not boast or brag about what he saw. How different that would be probably for many in our time. Man, if we saw what Paul did, we'd come back and, and, and we would, we'd write a book about it. We'd tell everybody about it. We'd boast and brag about our experience but not Paul. He wanted to stay humble. He didn't want to boast or brag about it. But then, Paul tells us in verse 7 about a thorn in the side. Um, he says, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this, notice what he did. I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly will I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Now in verse 7, Paul talks about the thorn in the flesh that he dealt with. Now, we don't know exactly what that thorn was, but we do know that he wanted to get rid of it because in verse 8, he pleaded with God. He prayed three times asking the Lord to remove it. Well, God didn't grant his request. I mean, if you were to continue to, to read on here, um, he says concerning this thing, pleaded three times, but notice the answer in verse 9. And he said, my grace is sufficient, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. It doesn't say 
I'll take this thorn away from you that you're asking. So why didn't God grant Paul's request? Did he not have enough faith? Sure, he had enough faith. I mean, you know, if, I mean, Apostle Paul, we think about all that. He wasn't perfect, but we think about the great things that God did through Paul and how Paul went on missionary journeys and Paul established churches and even serving Christ. He was shipwrecked and even stoned and left for dead. All these things that Paul endured, but he just kept on. He was a servant of Christ. And why, why didn't God grant his, his request? Well, Paul even stated in verse 7 that this thorn in the flesh was given to him that he would not be exalted above measure. In other words, I think Paul believed he had that thorn in the flesh to keep him humble so that he not boast or brag even about the experience that he talked about in, the, in paradise. And so he had this thorn in the flesh and he, he understood he had this because he was humble or to keep him humble. I believe Paul would rather deal with the thorn in his side the rest of his life and stay humble than to have God answer his request and remove the thorn and then be proud. You know, that's the perspective that Paul had. He prayed. He prayed twice. He prayed three times. But God didn't remove the thorn in his flesh, the thorn in his side that he had asked. And it was just God's will for Paul to have that thorn. You know, we can be encouraged that even when it's not God's will to answer our prayer like we want, God's grace is sufficient and His strength is perfect. And so the perspective that Paul had then was that he was reminded about God's sufficient grace and perfect strength. And he said that he continued on in the latter part of verse 9, I will gladly rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And that when I am weak, then I am strong. I can boast in my distresses and persecutions and weaknesses and all of this. When I am weak, then I am strong. And see, that perspective would not have been gained had, Paul, had, had God just answered Paul's request. You see, God knows what He's doing. And we don't understand. We ask and we pray. Paul prayed three times before he got his answer. He wasn't granted the request, but he was assured of God's all-sufficient grace and perfect strength. So every time that we pray, God will give us that perspective of His sufficient grace and perfect strength. And when He doesn't grant what we ask for, it's just not His will. You see, God hears our prayer. It's either yes, no, or wait. Well, Paul waited and, and, and waited, but then that third time he got his answer. And so the perspective then that Paul had was that God's grace was sufficient and his strength was perfect. And that he could, um, he could, he could understand that, that when he's weak, he can be strong. The power of Christ may rest upon him. So it may just be that it's not God's will to grant our request. And we don't like that. You know, we'd, we'd rather be able to back God in a corner and say, I, I demand, the, ask whatever I will, and God will give it. Matter of fact, Jesus even said that. But it's when we ask according to His will. It's God's will, not ours. And sometimes it's not God's will to answer the way that we would like. What do we do then? Well, we let the power of Christ rest on us. And we know that His grace is sufficient and His strength is perfect. But then also... Sometimes persistence pays off. Just keep on praying. Just keep on believing. If you'll flip over with me to uh, Luke, Luke chapter 18, Jesus tells the parable of the 
persistent widow. Let's listen to this together, or read this together. Then he spoke a parable to them that men ought to pray and not lose heart. Well, before I go any further, I, I want I want to know I want you to notice that Jesus said men all, all, always ought to pray. Never a time that we shouldn't pray. We should always pray. Sometimes we might think, well, there's some things that's no-brainers, and I don't need to pray about that. Those are the things that will get us in trouble. We always need to pray. Big things, little things, all things in between. Always, Jesus said, made it clear, men should always pray. But notice what he, what he says here is that, uh, is that we'd not lose heart. So what that means is if I don't pray, what it implies is if I don't pray, then I'm going to lose heart. Maybe there's some that have just kind of given up. They're not praying anymore. They're not close to God anymore. They're, they're just doing it their way. Well, that's, that's going to be hardship. That's going to be uh, difficulty. And uh, any time that we, that we don't continue to persist and be steadfast in our faith, uh, we'll suffer for that. And so Jesus made it plain here as he begins this parable that we always ought to pray. And if we don't, we're going to lose heart. So stay. how do we stay in the race? By praying. Oh, we need to pray. There's no substitute for it. We need to just keep on praying and keep on believing. Uh, but also notice, notice uh, verse 2. There was in a certain city a judge, and notice the thing about this judge, who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. So she's asking this unjust judge, I need justice here against my adversary. And this unjust judge who didn't fear God nor regard men would not answer for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. <laughs> so this woman is getting on this unjust judge's nerves. She's just pestering me. She keeps asking, and she keeps asking. Now if she would have given up, he would have been gladly uh, to go on his way and forget about it, but she wouldn't let him forget. She just kept persisting, and kept persisting, and kept persisting, and kept asking and making her request known to this judge. But notice what Jesus says in verse 6. The Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he, find, will he really find faith on the earth? So basically, you know, Jesus tells us in the parable that just as this unjust judge hears this widow because she continually persists, God will hear, but God will also hear speedily. Uh, he, he will hear, and He cares for us. He's, he's a just God, unlike this unjust God. And He cares for, for us, and He will avenge uh, us speedily, Jesus says. So this judge who doesn't care about her, if He will, if he will hear her request, we certainly know that God will hear ours. She kept on, and she kept on, and it paid off. And so the lesson is, just keep on believing. And if we keep on believing, we're going to keep praying. You know, we'll miss out if we give up. You might just be one prayer away from God answering and God moving and, and granting your request. Just keep on praying. And the question is, why would God do that? Why would God 
you know, cause us to keep asking and keep praying? Well, the answer is simple. So that it will increase our faith. We keep relying on God. We don't give up. You know, we just keep praying. You just keep praying. I was reading today about uh, George Mueller, and in his diary, uh, he shared uh, about his devotion in prayer. Uh, George Mueller was a Christian social reformer from the Victorian era. And listen to this. In November of 1844, he began to pray for the conversion of five individuals. He prayed every day without a single intermission. Not a day went by that he didn't pray for the five individuals to be saved. Whether sick or health or on land or sea, and whatever pressures of his engagements were, he just kept praying. You know, there's times we think, well, I'm too busy today, or, uh, man, I let this day go and I didn't pray. No, we need to be intentional. Let's keep on praying. And George Mueller prayed every day for these individuals. Eighteen months went by before the first of the five was converted. And he said that he thanked God, and he prayed for the others, the other four. Five years went by, and then the second was converted. And he said that he thanked God for the second. And he prayed on for the other three. Day by day, he continually prayed for them. Six years passed before the third one was converted. He said he thanked God for the three and went on praying for the other two. These two remain unconverted. Thirty-six years later, he wrote that the other two sons of, of one of Mueller's friends were still not converted. And so here's what he wrote. But I hope in God, I pray on and look for the answer. They are not converted yet, but they will be. And he continually prayed. And in 1897, 52 years after he began to pray, these two men were finally converted. And, and this was after he had died. You see, Mueller understood what Jesus meant when he told his disciples that they should always pray and not give up. And that's true for us in 2021. I mean, the message that Jesus gave to his disciples is still true for us today. We should always pray and not give up. I pray that we'll understand that tonight as well. So it could be that sometimes persistence pays off. Just keep on praying. Just keep on praying. And I encourage you tonight. Maybe you've given up even praying about something. Start again and just keep praying. Keep on believing. But also it could be that it may not be God's will to grant what we're asking, but we just have faith that God knows what's best. But He'll always give us perspective when we pray. His grace is sufficient and His strength is perfect. And so we can glory in our infirmities and uh, in our weakness. We can know that we are strong because His power rests on us. What a perspective that prayer makes. And then it might be that there's some unconfessed sin in our life. Like the psalmist reminds us that uh, if we regard sin and iniquity in our hearts that God will not hear. He'll not answer. So it could be one of those three things tonight. But I encourage us to keep praying, keep trusting, keep on believing. And just like George Mueller, it may, it may be that it, it could be a year and a half, three years, five years, or 50 plus years. But let's just keep on praying. Keep on trusting and keep on believing. I love the hymn, you know, about, oh, what peace we often forfeit when we don't go to God in prayer. Oh, what needless pain we bear. 
All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Prayer makes a difference. And I encourage us tonight, let's trust God and pray. Sometimes He may not answer the way that we want, but He'll always give us perspective. He'll always give us His all-sufficient grace and His perfect strength. And I'm so thankful for that tonight. Heavenly Father, we come before You and we are grateful for prayer. Lord, we're reminded in Your Word, Lord, that we just need to keep praying. Be persistent in prayer. We're reminded in Your Word that we always ought to pray and not give up. And Lord, we're also reminded that we, it's so important that we have a time of confession. There may be things in our life, Lord, that doesn't honor You. And that certainly will affect our prayer life. Help us, Lord Jesus, to have an effective prayer life. To get ever closer to You. Lord, to keep on praying and keep on believing. And God, we're praying for this Sunday as uh, evangelist Tom Tucker will be with us. I pray that you'll continue to guide him and help him. Lord, as, as he comes, that you'll give him the clear word that you have for us this coming Sunday morning. We pray that you'll use him. God, that you will be glorified and that your work would be done. And, and Lord, we just thank you for your great love as we're focusing in our Follow Jesus groups on Sunday morning, as we think about what you did for us on the cross. Help us to be ever grateful. Lord, you are our reason to keep praying because you went all the way for us. Help us, Lord, to keep praying, be persistent and steadfast in our walk with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We ask in your name. Amen. Well, um, I'm going I'm to pull up my, uh, my live feed here so I can see any prayer requests that, that, uh, that some of you may have that are, that are watching us tonight. And um, I'm grateful that that you're joining in with us and uh, and if you have any uh, prayer request tonight I hope that you will that you will share that with us tonight and um, I'm having some difficulties here you know this always comes up it tells me that that uh, that I have a a, a badge <laughs> that's that um, for for being on Liberty Facebook I don't care about a stupid badge. <laughs> and they keep bringing it up, and I can't ever exit it out. But, but here we are. Okay. Um, I, I see uh, Elaine is, is watching, and, uh, and, uh, and Mom got a good report today. Mom is, is in Charleston, and I had an appointment down there, and she got a great report. I haven't had a chance to talk to her yet, so I'm seeing this for the first time. So I rejoice with that and praise the Lord for his, for his good news. And um, also, Bobby Jackson is asking us to pray for Gracie, her granddaughter. Uh, tested positive for COVID and so we pray for Gracie and that she'll uh, get well soon and, and also that, that Maggie would not get that and, and Dennis as well we just pray uh, for your family praying for you and George as well uh, Miss Miss Bobbery and um, and uh, let's see uh, uh, Faye, Faye Merck is, is or Kelly I'm sorry Faye Kelly is watching and uh, Vicki Chapel uh, says that Barry has an ear infection so we'll certainly be in prayer for uh, for Barry as, as well tonight. So any others that you might have, um, praise the Lord, praise report. I, I didn't start off with praise reports tonight. I was so excited about getting into God's Word tonight, but uh, praise report is, is I'm, I'm grateful that Mom got a good report tonight. If you have any praise request or prayer request, uh, go ahead and, and share that with us tonight. Um, yes.
Miss Helen is asking us to pray for Miss uh, Elaine Smith. Okay, that's good news. Um, Elaine Smith, uh, she's at home right now, and, and I called today, and, and I didn't get to talk, lift my message, and then Larry called me back, so we were kind of playing phone tag, uh, but he had shared with me what you had shared, that, that she does have uh, pneumonia in one of her lungs, also infection, and uh, we, we love Elaine, and, and I know that they'd be here tonight if it weren't for that, but we just pray that God will, that's right, so faithful, and we just pray that the Lord would touch and bring healing to Elaine and also keep uh, Larry well also. Uh, any others tonight? Thank you. Uh, Sandy Norris has joined us tonight praying for all. I was in the store today and uh, someone walked up and said, aren't you a preacher? And I said, yes, sir. And uh, he said, he said, I want you to pray for my sister. She's dying of COVID. And you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that are struggling right now with, with COVID. We want to pray for them tonight. And, and so I assured uh, this person, uh, his, his sister's name is Crystal. I assured him that we would pray tonight for his sister. Uh, there's a lot of hurt, and, and I know also Stuart Houston. Um, he's on staff at Rock Springs Baptist Church. Uh, he was pastor at Blue Ridge View for, I believe, over 25 years and, and so I know that those two church families right now are, are trusting God and calling on the Lord in prayer. Uh, they put Stuart on a ventilator yesterday. And, uh, and so I've you know, been checking, been getting updates from his, his, uh, his sister-in-law and, and also his daughter. We just pray for, uh, for healing, that God would have mercy and touch. And I went up there today and, and, uh, and just uh, had prayer, was praying for, for Stuart. He's a dear friend. When I became pastor here at Liberty First, he reached out to me. He knew this was my first pastorate. He said, we, we've got a preacher's group. We'd love for you to join us. And, and so he reached out to me and, and uh, encouraged me to be a part of this group. And I'm, I love those guys so much. And, and I'm grateful that he did that. And I'm so thankful to be a part of that group. But I, I do pray for, uh, for Stuart tonight. ask that God would be merciful uh, on Stuart as well. Um, and uh, continue to pray also for Dina's cousin, um, Roger Hamby, and also uh, Doyle Clark, and, uh, and then Naomi Williams as well. I, I don't have an update for Naomi. Uh, I know she's a member of Rock Springs as well and was battling uh, pneumonia. Continue to pray uh, for her. I went to see Joe Hunter yes, yesterday, and, um, and I enjoyed the conversation with Joe. And, and um, he asked me, he said, I want to ask you a question. You think you can come and do some Bible studies here? And I, and I hope to be able to do that. I don't know if I can right now or not uh, with protocols and regulations and, and all of that. They, they would let me visit. Um, but he was concerned about one of his friends that's there. Uh, didn't really understand what repentance meant and didn't really understand the gospel and, and doesn't have a church family. And so he's reaching out. And so we're going to pray for Joe's friend tonight. Um, but uh, Joe was on oxygen, but he He's, he's, he looked good, and I had great visit with him. So we pray for Joe. And also, EJ and Molly Washington are the shut-in of the week. And uh, they're over at Easley Place. We want to pray for them tonight as well. Uh, are there any others tonight? Any other requests? Or... Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Miss Helen's told us about a, a lady at the, the beauty parlor. Her her daughter has her daughter has oh, she has it and, and then she has asthma, is that right? She has asthma. Real bad asthma, so that's a concern. good to see it's good to see Dina is, is joining us as well and uh, Nicole all right let's pray for Nicole we'll pray for her tonight as well um, well thank y'all for joining us uh, several of you online I'm grateful that you were joined us and uh, weren't able to be here tonight but you joined us online and we're grateful for that and and I do want to say thank you to Brian and Cindy they're here every week making sure that our live stream is up and and so um so thank thank the lord for them and their ministry so that uh folks at home can join in with us and uh, dina has uh shared that the last that she had heard naomi uh, walker is pro progressing so that's good news also her uncle uh jim had to be readmitted um the other day uh, with COVID and heart issues also breathing trouble so we want to pray for her uncle jim wood uh, tonight as well and uh, and uh, remember them and uh, so again I, I remind you uh, our church family I hope you've had time to get on our website if you get on firstbaptistliberty.com and uh, you click on at the top of the page near the top you'll see the info section click on that that'll take you to our follow Jesus groups guide and that that'll be the current guide for this Sunday and this Sunday I'm asking our church family uh, to take some time and and to work through that guide and it focuses on the time when Jesus was on the cross and I just want us as a church family to just remember the great love that Jesus demonstrated for us when he was on the cross so uh, so please remember to do that um, also uh, we've emailed those out if you're on our email list uh, we emailed there's a link to the, our follow Jesus uh, guide and uh, there's a there's a copy here as well and uh, we can pick those up but I'd love for our church family let's focus on what Jesus did for us on the cross think about his love oh the great love of, of, of God that Jesus demonstrated when he died in our place and he died endured shame of the cross and he died for our sin and um, died for us what a savior and so I just want us to remember that and then as we come to church Sunday praying for a great Sunday school time and uh, then morning worship as evangelist Tom Tucker will be here uh, we will be taking a love offering uh, Tom had shared with me that he, he expects to get some more cancellations and so I know he'll certainly appreciate uh, the love offering so I just remind you about that and uh, we'll also have evening service as well and, um, and looking forward uh, to being in, in Psalms uh, Sunday night so looking forward to this coming Lord's Day let's pray, let's remember what Jesus did for us and let's let God uh, encourage us as we reminded what what Jesus did for us and then come to church Sunday invite a friend looking forward to having Tom with us well let's close in prayer tonight remembering these names and uh, and uh, also this coming Sunday as well let's pray together our Heavenly Father we come before you and we thank you Lord that we can call on your name uh, we thank you for those that are joining us right now uh, those that are online and we just thank you for technology Lord that Though we may not all be at one location, right now we can call on your name. And perhaps even those that watch this later, Lord, we can pray together and, and look to you and trust in you together. You are our greatest need. 
And just like the psalmist, Lord, help us, Lord, to stand in awe of how great you are. Oh, the wonderful works of God. Lord, would you continue to do great things. Lord, and I pray that it will draw us closer to you, that we'll trust in you. Lord, those that are battling COVID, I pray for Gracie tonight. Lord, I pray that you'll help her to get better. Uh, we pray for Joe Hunter tonight, Lord, and, and, and we just ask God that you'll continue to help Joe and, and be with his friend, Lord, that he's reaching out to, and pray that you'll use Joe as he shares the gospel. And may that uh, remind us tonight, Lord, that we have a job to do, and we're to be your witnesses. And whether it's a co-worker, a friend, family member, whoever it is, Lord, help us, Lord, to pray for others. And, Lord, to be your witnesses, to share the good news of Jesus. And I pray that this Sunday, Lord, we'll invite someone, pray for a great day this coming Sunday. And, Lord, that you will be glorified. And, God, that as we walk in this place, we'll just sense your presence. And, God, that you'll work and that you will be glorified. You'll use evangelist Tom Tucker. Lord, I pray you'll give him freedom and just guide him, Lord, as he prepares. God, that your work would be done. We pray for our Sunday school. pray for our Sunday night as well. We just look forward to being together. We pray for our church. Lord, we ask that you would just put a hedge of protection about us. Lord, keep us safe. Those that are battling COVID, Lord, we pray for, uh, for your mercy and for your healing touch. Lord, I pray especially for uh, my brother that, uh, that I saw in the store today. Lord, for his sister, Crystal. We pray for her, Lord. Pray for their family. And Lord, I, I pray for, uh, for Elaine right now that you'll clear up this pneumonia and, uh, and this infection, Lord, that she'll get to feeling better, that her and Larry will be able to get back with us soon. And um, I just thank you for your faithfulness, God. Thank you that we can call on your name. And just like we're reminded tonight, Lord, help us to stay close to you, Lord, that we'll be right with you. Confess anything, Lord, that doesn't honor you, to stay close to you, to have a close fellowship with you. Lord, that we'll be persistent in our prayers, that we'll call on your name and just keep on believing and keep praying. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we ask you to bless us and help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for being with us and joining us tonight. Pray that you have a wonderful rest of the week. Looking forward to Sunday. God bless everyone.